On this episode of the podcast, Nene and I get in the hot seat. We talk about teen pregnancy and pregnancy after failed vasectomy. So welcome to the show, and we are The Pink Box. And now it's time for Pink Problems. So here's our very first segment. We have something called the pink problems where we discuss everyday problems or just something that bothers you on a day-to-day basis. So Cece, what is your pink problem this week? You know what? Even on my drive here, I had a problem actually with signaling. Why can't people signal? They come in your car. It's like part of your driving test, right? You have to signal. Otherwise, you're going to cause an accident. I think so. Or maybe I paid off my instructor and I was able to pass (laughs) you know people are just being lazy and careless when they don't signal I mean how hard is it to do is it a self-entitlement thing you think like I'm so good driver I don't have to signal like you should just know when I'm gonna turn for sure that other countries don't use it (laughs) (laughs) yes it's true because growing up in the Philippines I've I don't think they ever have a signal button or I don't know if it exists. (laughs) Well, I've never driven in the Philippines, but I'm sure that's probably something we'll have to look onto for another episode. Yeah, for sure. What about you? Do you have a pink problem? My pink problem right off the bat this morning is um, toilet seat with pee all over it. I I don't understand why my 10-year-old continuously just doesn't lift the toilet seat up. You know, it's common courtesy, right? Now I have a question for you. Is it your 10-year-old or is it your husband peeing all over the seat and blaming it on the 10-year-old? It's possible, but I'll have to investigate that further. (laughs) Again, we'll we'll, we'll add that to another episode. Hey, all you pinksters, do you have any pink problems? If so, find us on Instagram and Facebook at the Pink Box Podcast and DM us. Each week, we'll pick someone's pink problems and discuss it on our next episode. This is it. We're live. We're doing it. Yes, we're here. This is Nini. And this is Cece, and welcome to the first episode of The Pink Box, where anything goes. What is your purpose? What is my purpose? How did we even end up on this podcast? Do we have a calling or a path set out for us? What do you think, Nene? I feel like nowadays everybody's searching for the meaning in life, and I guess I used to be that way, but I now have a different perspective about that. Uh, Like what, for example? Well, I was having this discussion with my husband, you know, how back in the Stone Age, did cavemen search for any meaning in life? Or was it just about living and survival? I'm sure they may have searched for their meaning of life, for what their needs were at the time being. I guess what I want to know is, has this changed our meaning for us today? Like, what do you think? Well, that's a good question. Um... But for me, I feel as though in today's society, it seems to be all about fame and fortune and that you're only successful if you obtain that success. Right. Like you think back in the day, it was more like a hunter-gatherer kind of thing and, and that was your day. If you went out and hunted and you brought back meat for the tribe, then you've accomplished what your meaning Okay, was. maybe that is their meaning of life. It, that's what I mean. It's just so um, basic. It, like nowadays it's like you have to be high end you have to be reach the top kind of but do you think we feel that way because the social media has made us that way uh i think a lot of it has to do with that but 
what I mean is, are you less of a person because you didn't you didn't succeed? Maybe being a mom or a dad is success enough. Why are we always seeking for something greater than that? Um, for example, nowadays, you know, people are getting married later in life and having children later in life because they feel that they have something further to accomplish. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. What I'm trying to say is that why does fame and fortune have to be associated with success? Most of the time, that's the case. So has have we made it worse for ourselves by trying to have this image that we're all trying to obtain? And I guess that's what I meant by social media. Like, is social media making a fake image that we're all chasing after as opposed to just maybe just being that house mom or being the garbage truck driver and just being happy with what we've accomplished for us i was saying that too i was having that discussion well maybe what if your meaning in life is to just be a garbage person there's a lot of purpose to being a garbage person because well what would other people do if nobody takes your garbage right Right. And I totally agree with you. I think that the garbage person is a very respectable job. Like I would definitely wouldn't go out and clean up garbage. Yeah. Right. So somebody has to do that job. So it doesn't make them less of a person just because they are a garbage person. But that's a good thing. Right. Right. Uh, But for some reason, if you are a successful actor or a successful engineer and you make more money because you make more money, you're considered more successful and greater. I think that's what I'm seeing. So we're we're chasing a money dream as opposed to just chasing something that we just want to do. It's something that is meaningful to you, right? Right. Like, you know, maybe a garbage person, that is meaningful to them. So I guess our next point would be then, so is our path set out for us? Or are we tweaking it along the way? You know, I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, a lot of it is about, you know, the choices we make, but also... The people we connect with and obstacles we go through along the way but you know nothing is really set in stone life just happens so life surprises so i guess maybe we'll get right into it so what about in your life so you just recently had a baby yes uh he's now one month old okay and was that a surprise was that planned like what happened there it's definitely a huge surprise. Like, um, you know already, um, I I can't get pregnant. I couldn't have been... Well, I could because I didn't get my um, tubes tied right. um, after my second child. However, um, my husband had a vasectomy after uh, our son was born. And when was that? That was seven years ago. Okay, because that would have been what? Would have been twenty? Don't make me do math. Twenty twenty. So what are, what are we? <laughs> not a mathematician, tw- folks. Um, twenty twenty twelve, maybe twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Twenty thirteen. Yes. So that makes sense. Yeah. So that was what seven years ago. So when I found out that I was pregnant, it couldn't possibly be. <laughs> okay, and so okay, so you've you okay, so how did it happen? So you you. What made you go in the first place to think that, like, to the doctors to, like, get the test yeah. done? So what happened was we came from our vacation in Orlando, and I got very, very sick. And this was the time when COVID was starting. So I thought, I'm like, oh, maybe there's something wrong with me. Right. So I'm like, I, I have to go to the emergency right away. 
Um, so I went there, they did some tests. And after like maybe an hour, maybe longer, the doctor finally came and told me, oh, well, the test came and um, you're pregnant. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> yeah, like, well, know? that would be a crazy, like knowing that your husband's had a vasectomy and all of a sudden, especially seven years ago. Yeah. And all of a sudden now you're pregnant. Now, was your husband in the room then or were no, you there by I yourself? No, I was there by myself because okay. he had to stay with the kids. But So what's um, going through your mind at this time? Like, what are you thinking? What's going through my mind is what he's going to think, <laughs> to be honest. Because I'm like, well, I'm not the type of person to cheat on. Like, you know, but, but did that cross your mind that, that he, he might actually think that? That, that did you cheat on know, him? I don't know, but no, I did. No, I'm not <laughs> asking. Here we go, folks. Here's the scoop. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm asking. Would you, did you think that he would think that? Like, would he, he might be in such disbelief that I, this I, could yeah, be possible? I, I, in my head, it's like, what is he going to think? Is he going to think that I did something with someone else? And right away when I, I, I did text him and I told him like, you know, it's got to be you because if it happened to me, then I, I must have been drugged. But I would remember, I don't know. But yeah, Or you like you became asexual or something and you're able to yeah, reproduce like, on you your know, own. Like, must be something. Maybe we like should be miracle, doing a different you know? podcast. Like, if it's not you, then it's a miracle where I'm like the Virgin Mary. Or right, <laughs> right. So like what I'm saying is that maybe we should be doing a different type of podcast right yeah. now. We should be like the miracle baby, right? But that's what everybody was saying afterwards. But yeah, that's that's pretty much how I found out. To me, it really is impossible because there's no way. I've never been with anyone else. Right. And he had a vasectomy. And after all that, those years as having sex, and I've never gotten pregnant, and all of a sudden, it just happened. So, like, okay, here's a question. Like, is has your husband... Uh, changed anything about himself that would maybe make this come on like is he being healthier has he stopped drinking like was there anything that could have made his sperm stronger i don't know if that's possible i've been committed to fitness early on in the year i'm like i'm gonna be more fit um lifting weights i've been taking a lot of protein powders veggie drinks uh, as they call it but um I've been very healthy and I guess I've been um, getting him into that kind of stuff. So he was pretty much trying everything that I was trying out as well. So maybe he was a little bit more healthier than usual. And so how were you guys feeling? At that point, we were already content. We no longer have to deal with dirty diapers. And our kids are already 10 and 12 years old. We no longer have to wipe their bums, you know. And uh, after finding out the news, it's like, well, do we really want to start over? Yeah, uh, no, exactly. Well, I, so and I guess his story about him telling me that he has magic sperm isn't true. <laughs> I well, there's actually he does have magic sperm. Wow, we are just <laughs> we are just rolling along here with all the well, new episodes. There's actually um, statistics on on like you know what can fail after vasectomy, right? So based on what I research, actually, is that um, vasectomy is something that could fail. Like, it, nothing is 100%. Even if you do um, tube ligation, it's still not 100%. There's still a chance of failure. And the failure is within 09 to 9%. But that's actually within the three months. You know, they give them... you know after, Like after, when you first get it done. Yeah, so after you have the surgery, um, you have to go um, after three months to check. And if they see that you still have live sperm then they would redo the surgery but he did go 
The thing is, he did go. And the doctor says he's fine. So, I mean, how often do you have to go back? I, I mean... Well, I guess now you would have to check every so many years to make sure something like this doesn't happen, especially if it's something that you don't want to happen right now. Like you said, your kids are getting older, you guys are moving on, you're starting to enjoy your lives, no more dirty diapers, and here you are back at square one changing diapers. Right, right. Which is, we've, um, we were very sad at first. <laughs> Obviously, we were like in shock, like how could this happen, right? But then... I had the um, uh, ultrasound and the baby's there. Like, he's already formed. He's got, like, toes and fingers and everything. I'm like, you know, I mean, I can't do an abortion. Well, and did you guys consider abortion? Like, I mean, people. I think people have to understand that there's a certain point in your life that, you know, this was totally unexpected. Like, it was something that, you know, it's been seven years. Everybody's in a different position at different points in their lives. And maybe a new baby coming in isn't the best thing. We did consider it, to be honest. I mean, because I came from, like, a Catholic background, although I don't practice it, you have that guilt. If I go through that, then, you know, it's a sin kind of thing. I think we would have considered it if it was earlier on because when I found out I was already 14 weeks that's really far along if we found out I was like four weeks then so you're there's saying a big maybe difference. possibly possibly at four yeah. weeks yeah. that may have been an option for you guys yes I think so and why did it take so long for you to know that you were pregnant was it because you're on vacation and you thought it was just my period is very irregular because I work out a lot and when you work out a lot you, your hormones change and Sometimes I literally wouldn't have a period. It would skip. Or I would have a period, but it's only like two days and it's gone. And that's what I thought of it. When I get pregnant, I don't get sick. So I don't... So there's no morning sickness to be yeah. like... Or like, hey, I'm, I'm so not So it's just right. a regular... Like, I'm just living my everyday life, not thinking that there was something inside me, right? Right. So, okay. Yeah. So let, let's go back to the... You're at the hospital. Your husband's not there. And how you like? How did you think when you like when you're gonna tell him? Like, did you sit him down and make him a nice dinner when you told him, or did you just kind of come right out with it? I just I think we just went to it because I don't want to wait. Obviously, I mean, if something needs to be done, then we have to do it right away. So I got an appointment done with a doctor. I got the ultrasound done within that week. But yeah, we we were devastated because. Like I said, you know, when you're used to that life now where we can go out, we can, you know, party and like have a life too because we've done that earlier on and we've changed diapers and, you know, have to stay home because the kids are not old enough to be by themselves. Afterwards, we feel as though it's it was meant to be. Like you said, maybe just life happens and that's what's set out for you and that's how our, we are taking in we're, we're so happy. So what was that conversation like, though? The very first conversation when you're like, hey, by the way, <laughs> your dad. <laughs> Amazing. We're all happy. But, you, you know, like, how, what was the reaction? It was not such a pleasant one. I was crying, obviously. I mean. It's emotional. It's emotional, yeah. Right. And it's, he's emotional, too, because he feels the same way. Like, we don't want to start over. First of all, we're in our you know, mid-30s. 
Although, this is what changed me a bit, is that a lot of people nowadays are having kids very late because they start their career first. So a lot of people I know start having children in their 30s, 40s. Some people wait even later. So I'm like, well, maybe it's not so bad, you know? Right. So, well, and I do know a few of your friends, and I know they have small babies. So in this case... You're going to have other children for your new baby to play with. Right. We were in our 20s when we had our kids. So, and we were set on that. We were set on having a, a girl and a boy. And like, okay, we're done because we have both. And, you know, we're li- literally just having fun and with the kids as well and with each other, right? And what was your family's reaction? Were they all happy or were they like, what are you guys going to do? I, I think... For the most part, everybody was happy. Everybody was supportive. Um, But we were just scared. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I would be told, I don't know what I would do if that happened to me now. Like, I would definitely have to look at all my options. I mean, it's a a big, it's a life-changing moment. You know, looking back now, it has definitely changed everything we had planned. But I feel it was somehow meant to happen. And we feel blessed that we have this little addition to our family. And I guess it brings us back to the point of the whole show was that, is this a curveball or is this your path? I think it's a little bit of both. And, you know, maybe there is a path that's already laid out for you, but you just don't know until it finally happens. I know your story, though, is a bit of a shocker, too, because you mentioned very recently how your son came to be. And um, this is how we started the podcast. And I think, think, yeah, exactly. And I think that uh, even you, uh, I told you, I I don't really talk about it that much. Because, you know, when I still, even at the age I am, I'm in my 40s now, uh, I still get, it's still judged by people. Like, I told you, you asked me. Uh, And I was in shock. So I've known you for quite some time now. Right. And I know you have a son, but I didn't realize how how young you were when you had him. Right. And you asked me how old were you when I when I had him and right. I told you 15. Yeah. And then you were like, "Wow, 15." <laughs> and I was like, "Hey." So Cuz I was thinking like, you know, when people have children usually, I mean, 17, 18 is still young to me, but like when you told me like 15, I'm like, "Oh, wow, that's really young." <laughs> yeah, you know, when I was back that age, like I I don't, it's just one of those things that happens. Like, I remember uh, uh, my son's father, like, you know, obviously we were sexually active. And I remember going to my friend's mom, actually, first to ask if she could take me to get the pill. Uh, there was a place down in the city that uh, we could go and they would help out people, like yeah. teenagers back in the day. I guess this was a program they had running. And uh, we had planned to take me... I think it was maybe a month or so we had planned to go down into the city from when I had asked her. But in that time frame, I guess I noticed my period hadn't come and, uh, you know, like you're young and you don't know why. And so I remember going to buy some pregnancy tests and I took a pregnancy test home and I remember sitting in my mom's room and I was just waiting for the test to like uh, show whether I was or I wasn't. And uh, I remember it showing when I was pregnant and I just was like, like literally the whole world like crashed around me because I was like, 
Like, I didn't know so what, what to do. So what made you, what made you want to go and get the pregnancy test? How did you know? Like, did you feel that there's something wrong or? Yeah, like, I think I wasn't getting my period and I just, you know, like, we're all smart people here. Like, <laughs> you know, even at 15, you're like, okay, well, I've been sexually active. There's probably, like, there's that chance. So yeah. it's probably a good idea to get a pregnancy test. And I think for me, it was hard. Like, I just trying to... Uh, figure out how I was going to tell everybody. Like, obviously, people aren't going to take the news that well. Um, Especially at your age. So what what was going through your head? Because I don't know what a young person would feel. Because I I know a lot of people who got pregnant too very young. um, But I don't know if I were in their position, what I would do. So what were you thinking the whole time? Like, So I remember going to the doctor's office and the doctor saying, uh, they putting the, the little ultrasound thing in the office that they do yeah. that lets you hear a heartbeat or whatever. And he said that, um, you know, you have options here. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't want to take the other option. Uh, because I feel that I have to be responsible for, you know, my actions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's like, are you sure that's what you want to do? It's a big commitment. Like, you have your whole life. And they try to talk you out of it, basically, right. I guess, because, you know, you're 15, right? But, yeah, I just felt like I'm like, yeah, okay, this is definitely going to be a difficult road. And uh, I just felt that that was the right thing to do for me at the time. Like uh, adoption was just not an option. And I just, because I felt like I had to take responsibility. Yeah. That I felt that was better just to kind of follow through with it. No matter what anybody was going to think or, or judge or anything at the time. So you made that choice already at that point. Um, not knowing what your family would think or your friends would think or what your life would be like after that right so then like I hadn't even told my mom yet right so I I I remember we told uh my son's parents first and they were like "Eh, what are you gonna do and I was (laughs) like okay this went well this is good right (laughs) like but then it was like telling my mom and I don't know why it took so long to tell my mom like she was like the last person that found out and she was actually really upset with me that she was the last person that found out But I think it was like, because I felt like she was going to be disappointed. You remember like when you're a kid and you're like, I'm so disappointed. And it was like the worst thing they could ever say to you was like, they're disappointed. There's always that person that you um, kind of afraid to say something because they will, their opinion matters to you most, right? Right. Right. Even though I complain about her a lot and (laughs) I may actually on an episode or two, but I think when it comes down to the kind of nitty gritty of it is that her opinion matters the most. Right. So when I did tell her, the funny thing about it, I don't even want to call it funny, but the funny thing was, was she was more upset that she was the last person to find out as opposed to the fact that that he was even pregnant. Mm -hmm. And then I think that that probably, it hurt her a lot more than the action. And then... Well, I didn't even tell my dad after that. It was her. She So then she felt that, okay, I better tell your father because my parents are divorced. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she told my dad and then my dad blamed her, which made the situation like even worse. He blamed, he's like, well, how could you let that happen to her? Mm-hmm. I remember the conversation and she's like, well, I didn't hold her down while the deed was done. 
kind of thing, right? So she was getting more upset with yeah. just having to explain to people. And so how about your other family members? How did they react? Uh, I don't really remember my other family members. Like, I think maybe my mom told them about it. So she probably dealt with that aspect of it. The only ones that I told were my grandparents. Like one Christmas, I remember I got some professional photos done of my son. And I thought it would be a nice idea to send it as a Christmas gift for my grandparents, like my Ukrainian grandparents. And I remember getting a letter back after I had sent it. And it had the photo in it that I had sent them with a letter saying that I was no longer basically their their granddaughter and they wanted nothing to do with their grandson. So for me, that was like, it was really upsetting. And I couldn't believe that like my own grandparents like didn't want anything to do with me anymore. So were you close to them before that? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I never really got to know them that well. I guess it's just that part of my life and they're kind of secretive. They came from the Ukraine and you know, I get it. They're very old school. So someone being pregnant at 15 is is like just outrageous for them. So I get where they're coming from. But to not want to talk to your granddaughter at all, like even to this day, like I've never understood that. Like my son's 26 years old now and like they've never met him. They've never talked to him. 26 years has gone by. I've never spoke to them again. And they both died like two years ago. And I've never, ever got to know them. That's just unfortunate because your son also never got to know their great-grandparents. Right. And he never got to know that side of my family. Like there's a whole nother part of him through me uh, that he will never get to know. Do you think that it's a part, maybe it's part of your environment? Um, because according to my research, the Canadian Journal of Human Sexuality, it shows in 1990 to 2010 that there's actually a rise of teen pregnancy during that time. But it went down afterwards. I guess my question would be, do you think if you had the available resources that we have today, would your choices differ uh, from the choice that you had made? Well, and you actually reminded me of something. And I don't know if I mentioned this, but when I first uh, was being sexually active, I remember asking my mom and she lost her shit. Right. Like she was like, no, you're never getting that. Like, how could you even come to me? And I guess at that point, like, I don't want to put the blame, but I did go to her and ask her if I could have the pill. Right. And she said no, which is why I had to go to my friend's mom who was going to take us. And by that time, it ended up being too late. Right. So I think to me, it definitely has to do with the environment you're in. If you had grown up differently. Uh, or if you had hung out with different friends, whether your parents uh, were divorced or not. So, I don't know. I, I think it has a lot to do with, with that, like your environment, who's there at the time, or who, who's helping you, who's raising you. I don't know. I don't want to put the blame either. But, no, no. And, right. and, and I think to add on to that, to really answer your question, which I kind of went on a little around about but is that back in those days like there wasn't like a like a community center for teens or something where I could have went to talk to somebody mm-hmm. to be like hey 
this is what's going on. I would like to get this because if it was today, I could just walk myself into any walk-in clinic. And they do it for And they would do it for me. And we wouldn't even be having this conversation. So I do feel that we've come a long way in helping teens recognize, you know, that there are resources out there for you. So if you do decide at a young age you do want to become sexually active or you end up being sexually active, there are people that can help you and guide you through that process, which I really feel that it wasn't available to me back then. Right. So how did you cope with being pregnant at 15 like how did you deal with that well i still went to school it's not like what you see in the movies and the kids are like you know (laughs) they take them and you know they're not allowed to return to school because they're pregnant and it looks bad everything like that it wasn't anything like that but i did go to school um i mean it was a different you know like i'm pregnant in grade nine Mm -hmm. you know so it, it was a different uh a different experience, I guess, is the word I'm looking for, you know. Um, Do you feel like um, now that you are in your 40s, um, you, it's changed you as a person? Like, you, you wouldn't change what happened to you if you went back? Right. And, and, yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I wouldn't be the person I am today. I wouldn't have had the experiences. You know, like, I've had a rough road, you know, getting to where I am. But I am still ended up the same place everybody else did. I'm successful you know, I have a good job. I have a amazing partner at home. Um, you know, my son turned out great. He's like a a, right. a great guy, you know, so all those kinds of things. I feel like there's a lot of um, judgment towards teen mom, right? Like, I, I could see where they're coming from. But at the same time, like, well, you don't know where they're gonna go. Right. right. And there's there's definitely a statistic. And I think through the whole part of it, I was I didn't want to be part of that statistic. Like, you know, teen mom dropout. Okay, I did kind of fall into that (laughs) statistic. I did drop out of school, people. But I did go back and get my GED after. Right. But, you know, there is a kind of a stigma that follows you throughout. Like, even even now at work, I don't tell people my age. I tell them I'm always older. Because when I say I have a son that's 26 years old, if I say my age... They still judge me, even right. today, you know, right. or, or or I've had a few times where they will talk about, oh, I saw this teen mom, that the, and they'll be talking about it. And I'm just kind of, I don't say, hey, I'm, I was a teen mom, like maybe you right. shouldn't say that. But in my mind, I'm like, you're being so judgy about something you know nothing about. Right. And it's not fair. Okay. So when I was already pregnant with, um, the vasectomy baby um so i was at the mall with my kids and i don't know i just dress the way i dress like um, but i look younger than my age right so i'm hanging out there at the arcade because they they watch the movie and an older lady came up to me and it's like oh how old are you because my belly was hanging out because i was pregnant and then she's like how old are you i know what she was thinking like she is she's probably thinking like you're a teenager like pregnant like they're judging you because of what you look like but like at the same time well what if what if i am a teenager like pregnant so imagine what we're in 2020 right so imagine 26 years ago like imagine how bad people talked about my situation and about my family and about 
like even my son and everything and and how I wouldn't be a good mom and stuff like that. Like, like, don't get me wrong. I went through my struggles. Like I still had to grow up through all of that. So was I perfect along the way? No, I wasn't. But I think that, you know, I learned a lot and it helped me structure my son And I always explain to him about experiences and life experiences and things don't always work out the way you want, but you just have to keep going. Right, because nobody's going to do it for you. You'll have to do it yourself. You can't sit in a corner and go into a ball, into the fetal position and start crying. It's not going to work. Yeah, you know, you're not going to accomplish anything. It's either you survive or you, you stink. Yeah, what do you what do they call that? You float sink or, or you swim? Sl- yeah, sink yeah, or swim. Right. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one I was looking for. Yeah, no, definitely. And my family's always been like that. They're like, Well, you know what? You just have to carry on. And that's kind of the way my whole life has been. You just have to carry on. And people are gonna judge you no matter what. Listen, right. We we live in an age where, you know, you go on any kind of social media and it's all judgment. You're judging that girl's hair, you're judging that girl's makeup, you're judging that person's clothes. So you know, we're never going to get away from it. So you can't let those things bother you. And you know what? My son and I have an amazing relationship and uh, I love doing stuff with him. Like, it's so cool. Like now we go and drink at the bar and stuff. And, you know, it's, 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 it's awesome. Like we talk a lot. We talk about a lot of things. Like I talk to him about everything. Because now you're, you're both adults and then, and you can share more with each other. Um, right yeah because you're very close in age and I think sometimes uh you know as you know I remember my mom like she's never gonna remember being a bad kid or doing something bad and she doesn't even remember what she does yesterday because (laughs) sometimes when I ask her you know she's like I don't remember that and I'm just like how can you not remember that it was such a detailed part of our lives yeah. And then I feel like if that's your parents or the older parents, like my mom is for me, um, there's a point where there's a, that gap. Right. And it's like, okay, yeah, listen, I get it. I understand. I was your age. I remember doing something similar. Right. Well, I never got any of that. There was never anything, something similar. It's right. just like, you're just a disappointment sometimes, or, you know, you're wrong. Right. Yeah. Right. So you feel like you've changed it around. You've changed the way you are as a mom uh, to your son because of your experience being a teen mom and everything else. Right. 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 So it brings a different element to the table. Like you just you're going to understand what it was like to be his age when he was a teenager. I mean, I know it wasn't to say it wasn't that long ago is might be a little bit weird for people. But that's the way it was for us. Right, right. So, you know, when he was doing something silly with his friends, I would remember, like, all the silly things I did. Right. So do you think that this is our purpose in life, you being a teen mom and me having a baby after a failed vasectomy? Or is there something else set out for us to do and accomplish? Yeah, so I feel like that is a part of of us. Like, you having your baby and me being a teen mom. But I feel like now we're at a point in our lives... Uh, is that we have to make a decision if we're going to go for more, if we if we want to accomplish more. Right, and that's how we started this podcast is is a discussion pretty much about well, what's the meaning of our life? Like you know, it, we're we're more than just moms, you know, we're our own person, and we certainly want to attain more. Right, and I think that night specifically, the tequila helped a lot <laughs> yes. more of that brainstorming exactly. come out. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly, right. exactly. And we want to share 
yeah, my well, experience, and, your experience. Yeah, and and that night, I think also too, what brought us to this point in this podcast was you brought out that book. Uh, it's that- called the um, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Actually, um, my husband was listening to Joe Rogan, and he Love said, that podcast. "Yes, of course." Shout out to Joe Rogan because <laughs> I know you're listening, and he listens to him all the time. And he's like, "Well, you should you should really read this book, The War of Art." it talks about people having this fear or this resistance or excuses to go for what they really want to do in life and I think that's what held us both back was their setbacks or we were making excuses right right not to do it (laughs) I think even this podcast like remember we talked and we were like should we do it on Sunday or Monday and we were like no we should just go do it or else we're not gonna do do it. it And I was even thinking about that. But Sunday is our lazy day kind of thing. Like, relax at home with the kids. But, okay, you know what? It's either we do it or we we delay it and we end up not doing it. Right. right. And I also read that book. The, yes, uh, the, War, the of uh, War of Art. And I also felt like there was at least two. Remember I told you when I got here today and I was like, there was two points throughout the week where it was just a flat out, no, I can't do this. Like, no, I can't come on and talk on a right. podcast. I, I talk every and even, day. Even as we were discussing, we're like, oh my God, like we sound like idiots. <laughs> I know, right? But it's like, it's one of those things. You just have to, it, you have to go out there and you have to put yourself out there and you just have to go and and do what you want to do and if you want to accomplish a podcast or you want to run a program or you know just go do it but this book is really great because you can be your you are your worst enemy because you just you're gonna judge yourself worse than other people judge you you're always be the worst critique yeah and you're always gonna make excuses after excuses not to do something because you're afraid you know, rather than just doing it. Yeah, and that's where we've come in our lives, right? Because there's all these things to tell you you can't. Like to go back to in the beginning of our podcast, we talked about you, uh, you know, back in the day when you would be a hunter-gatherer and that sort of thing. Right. Well, you know, you didn't have, if you went and hunted and gathered, you accomplished everything. Right. But now there's so many things to tell us that you didn't accomplish, right? And going back to that is if they, if they didn't hunt, then they would go hungry. If we don't go for for this podcast, if we didn't do this podcast, then we'll always be hungry. We're always going to talk about it, right. but then not end up doing it. Like, and you know? an interesting thing I heard the other day was it really puts things in perspective that if if today all of a sudden you went to the doctors and the doctor said to you, hey, Nene, you have cancer. You only have two weeks to live. You would be scrambling to do everything exactly. you could. If you had to do a podcast, guess what? You would do it in right. two weeks. Because, because you don't You, you have now toys. have, there's like all of a sudden something, that fire. Right. Right? And I think we lose a lot of the fire. And I think that's why I was, you know, I was so hesitant to be here and do it. But, you know, we're getting to know each other. Right. And we're, you know, we're doing it. And we're, this is something that's like, we've known each other for a long time, but right. not on a very personal level no like we never we've never gone in depth about um for example i didn't know that you were pregnant very young um you know we are just starting to get to know each other um at the same time 
having known each other for a long time. Right, right? which I think it makes it more exciting because I think a lot of people, if, you know, maybe they do a solo podcast or maybe they do a podcast with their friends. So not only are we learning about each other, but we're also growing together throughout this podcast, right. which I think is a real, um, like, amazing experience for us. Right. So it's, um, we're doing this podcast because we want to do it, but also to kind of help us. Um, it's kind of like a, a therapy in a way, right? That's a great way to put it, that it's like therapeutic. We're also talking about topics. Uh, you know, we're probably going to have a few guests come on along right. the way. Right. Uh, you know, we want to make it as entertaining as possible, but we also are, it's like soul, soul, like the, yeah. <laughs> what is that? Chicken soup for the soul? Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So it kind of is, it brings you, you, you learn from it as yeah. well, right? Because we're learning about each other. And we're discussing about great topics that would be um, interesting for other people to hear as well. Exactly. And you know what? This is the beginning of a beautiful friendship and an amazing podcast. Nene, I had an amazing time with you today. I had a great time as well. Thanks to all our listeners. I'm Cece. This is Nene. And we are The, the Pink, Pink Box. Box.